Well, hey everybody, it is time for us to jump in with another post-show recap. Post uh, we're so glad that you guys are joining us. Happy New Year! Uh, it is 2023, and that sounds really, really weird to be saying. Uh, but we are glad that you're joining us for another episode here. And uh, we got Matt back. Hey. Uh, he's with us after a little bit of a two, three-week break. So it's good to, have, good to have Matt <laughs> joining us back. And then we got a special guest with us uh, today. We've got Pastor Luke over here. Uh, Pastor Luke shared the message with us this past weekend. So uh, he gets to jump into the hot seat. As we, uh, as we jump in with questions about this past week's message. The hot seat. Dun, dun, dun. I'm immediately scared. <laughs> uh, hey, as a reminder, make sure that you're sending us your questions after each week's message so that we can use those as we are going through and diving into a little bit deeper into the message. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you had a great Christmas. Mm -hmm. Hope that you had a, a great start to the new year. And we're excited about what God's going to be doing here at Upward uh, this upcoming year and excited for you to join us on this journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, we say we dive in uh, a little bit there. Uh, Luke, why don't you just uh, real briefly, man, just kind of give us a quick uh, quick recap of this past week's message. Sure. I got something. That I got I, I got a word uh, that Matt keeps throwing at me over here, meaningless. Meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the message wasn't meaningless. That's right. No, no, you did a great job. <laughs> but yeah, so no, we just really just looked at two completely different guys in the Bible. One was King Solomon who had everything at his fingertips mm -hmm. who, you know, was the witches, the witches, the, Whoa. the <laughs> richest, <laughs> wisest man, you know, to ever live. And he had everything right there, yet he still found himself saying that life was meaningless, that nothing made him happy. It was like he was constantly chasing the wind. Mm -hmm. And then we looked at Paul, who was the complete opposite, who had life going completely against him like it seemed like every time he turned around he was in prison or he was being beaten or he was shipwrecked or something was happening to him yet he still found himself saying i don't lose heart he still had this attitude that so that i wish that i had on a daily basis right. you know but um and so we just kind of looked at those two guys and then we talked about four ways that we can really shift our focus and sure. that you know paul easily could have focused on just all the things that were going against him but instead he chose to focus on the things of God he chose to focus on the things that were eternal and so we talked about how we could shift our focus from off of our struggles off of our circumstances and onto the things of God and so there's four things where we could pray um, letting heaven become our reality mm -hmm. instead of the world becoming our reality um, that we could serve find a place to plug in because serving was one of the ways that the quickest ways that we can shift our focus off of ourselves and onto the things that matter. And we talked about joining a team and um, you know, we talked about giving. Giving is another way that we can um, just make sure that our sight and our eyes stay where they need to be. And, um, and then sharing Jesus. Yep. You know, if we really believe that hell and heaven are real, then we've got to step up in that area. Very so, good. Um, by doing those four things, I believe that that's something that we can shift our focus and um, help us keep our eyes on what what really matters. So, yeah, real timely message uh, for all of us in the idea that hey, we are starting a new year, and with the new year, oftentimes comes those ideas of new beginnings and what are the things that we really want to focus in on. Um, and for a lot of us, you know, it, it is easy for us to kind of 
they get off kilter, get off base, have them have our focus in the wrong areas. And you, you, you spent, you spent, you know, kind of the first half of the message talking about King Solomon mm-hmm. and talking about uh, his words in Ecclesiastes, where he talked about life was meaningless. And you, and you threw out several things there about him. You know, he's the richest, uh, you know, richest guy in the world. You know, one of the, known as one of the wisest people uh, in in the world that the world's ever known. And yet he still found himself in a place of where everything was meaningless. Yeah. Um, I think about, you know, kind of where we're at today um, and where, you know, just kind of where I'm at. You know, we can often find ourselves in a place of constantly pursuing things that, that don't really matter, whether that's, you know, uh, you know, whether it's just more stuff, uh, new vehicles, new houses, you know, all this stuff's nice and, and, not, and not bad to have. Yeah. But if that's our sole purpose for, for living, just to make more money, if that's our sole purpose for doing things, then, then we're going to be left feeling like things are meaningless. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I love that you started with Solomon because it was like, that sounds horrible, but I didn't feel alone. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of us has ever just like every day we're like, yes, life is great. Um, right. And I've, I mean... I don't remember how you got to it, but I remember when you, you said, go to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, cut the grass, yeah. Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, go to, and then repeat, repeat, repeat. And I think the thing that really hit me in that was, and I grew up in church, you know, and so I think it doesn't matter how many times you hear it, you know, yeah, all the stuff that we try to cram into that cycle shouldn't be the measurements that sure. we're using, but for some reason we still go back to those same things to yeah. try to figure out how to be happy um, so that just really hit me and I loved that you didn't just remind us yeah that's not the measurement let's pray but you said hey here's what we can actually do to shift our focus yeah. onto what's important why do you think it Luke, why do you think it is so easy for us or maybe it's a you know maybe it's just natural for us to you know to focus more on the things that are right here in front of us the things that are right here that are earthly versus the things that that are eternal you know you mentioned about the idea about especially when it came to king solomon that uh there was an expectation that as you pursue things that they're going to make you happy and yet he was still talking about being left unfulfilled but why, why do you think that's our natural tendency to go that direction i think it's our natural tendency because that's what we're told success is okay. success is how much stuff you have yeah you know what you can brag about what you can say i've done or i've i've, I've tried or i think that we're told that that's how you measure success hmm. So it's easy for us to get our focus on, well, if I want to be successful, then I have to have the house, I have to have the boat, I have to have the lake house, I have mm-hmm. to have this. We're really, and I mean, if you want to measure that by the world's terms, then sure. But you're going to find yourself chasing the wind like Solomon said. Yeah. That he was, because you're never going to get enough because there's someone else who's always going to have more. You know, so yeah. I think that's why it's so easy to get in that trap. Well. I've got to be. I've got to be busy because busy means successful. You know, I've got to. If I'm not doing this and I'm not making that money, then I can't get to this point. And so we shift our focus onto those things mm-hmm. instead of the things that really matter. That's really going to fulfill us. So feels like that we find ourselves into that comparison game. Oh yeah, way too often mm-hmm. comparing where I'm at versus where you're at. And <clears throat> we're in similar stages of life. Sure. You know, there's this, there's a book that we're supposed to follow, that manual that we're supposed to follow that says, "Hey, by by the time you're 25, you should be here in mm-hmm. life. And by the time you're 35, you should be here in life. And if you're not, then you're behind." Yeah. Um, you know, we compare, you know, vacations, uh, we compare status with a job title or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it can, you're right, it does leave us because once you hit, I mean, once you finally hit that goal, 
well, now I got to get to the next one, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, I, I kind of bring it back to the idea of, you know, a salary or, or making money, right? You know, you get to the place, you know, I remember graduating college, I thought, hey, if I can ever make this amount of money right here, then man, I'm set, I'm golden, I'm ready to go. Yeah. But then I made that amount of money and it's like, well, now I need more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so you're constantly chasing that, uh, that never ending goal yeah, there. For sure. That's good. I think a lot of it, I want to say like, for some reason, the things that we celebrate in culture and society, it's those things. Because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I look at, even if you look at the movies that we watch, really, at the end of the day, I don't think that there's anybody that would go, yeah, I think that all those things and that stuff is what's going to make you happy. I don't think anybody believes that. But for some reason, those are the things that we celebrate. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I, that's not really helpful other than, I wonder why. Like, I don't understand why is that what we celebrate if we yeah. all really do know. Yeah, for sure. That's not what's bringing happiness. Maybe partly because that's what's tangible. That's what's right there in front yeah. of us. And, and, you know, to bring it back to your message, mm -hmm. that's really where, you know, where our faith and, you know, reality in the world that we live in mm -hmm. kind of collide at. Yeah. It's, you know, I know that I'm living for something more and bigger and greater than what's right here in front of me, but I don't always see that. Right. And what I can see is the things that are measurable according to the world that I live in right now. Yeah. And that's a that's a tough place to be. Oh, for sure. But you rolled it right into Paul. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of rolled out of, you know, Solomon's like talking about all these things that he's worked for and that he's done and how all of it's meaningless. Yeah. Meaningless. Meaningless. Mm -hmm. Chasing yes. the wind. Mm -hmm. um, but then you roll into Paul whose circumstances were vastly different yeah. uh, from, from King Solomon. You know, you mentioned that he had been beaten and arrested uh, multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and uh, was near death multiple times, mm -hmm. um, and yet this guy is still in a place of where uh, he seems to have this the, the secret to life, so to speak, yeah. of keeping mm -hmm. of keeping that fresh focus. And you wrote and you, and you said this statement, and I didn't want to I didn't want to move past it. Sure, we've all got problems, we all got situations, we all got struggles that we're facing. And you said that the secret to solving your problem mm -hmm. is to have something in your life that is bigger than your problem. Can you can you kind of expand on that a little bit more? I think it all comes down to our focus. I okay. mean, it's so easy to to get caught up because life life's not fun sometimes. What? A lot of, a lot of times. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, meaningless. <laughs> yeah, we go through we go through life and we experience things that just seem so big, mm -hmm. and it's so easy for us to, you know, focus on our problems instead of the God who's walking with our problems. He never said we're not gonna have problems. Yeah. He never said that. You know when you ask me into your life and I become the Lord of your life, he never says you, therefore, once you say yes, no more problems, mm -hmm. you know, but he does promise to walk us through that. And yeah. so I think when we have something in our life that's bigger than anything we're ever going to go through, it kind of helps us balance that out. And it doesn't mean we're not going to have bad days. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be days where, our circumstances, we're not going to be able to say, man, God's with me. No, sometimes those, those are terrible. Yeah. You know, but there, there's still this peace that comes with it when you know that you have the God of the universe that's mm -hmm. over whatever it is you're going through, walking with you through that. So I think just being able to say, I have something in my life, I have someone in my life bigger than anything I'm ever going to go through, there's, there's some peace that comes with that. Hmm. I think about, um, as you're saying that, you know, 
we're as we enter into this new year, I think oftentimes it's easy, and it's easy for me to think about. Okay, new year, new focus. Uh, you know, get, there's some excitement about that. There is. Uh, the hope that, hey, maybe this year I'm actually going to stick to one of the resolutions <laughs> that I'm throwing out there. Uh, probably not, but I yeah. mean, there's, yeah. there's that hope, right? There's the excitement, there's the anticipation. Yeah. But also, there are a large number of people, maybe watching right now, that as they enter into 2023, there isn't that hope. Mm -hmm. There isn't that excitement. Sure. You know, the you know 2022, the end of it, uh, the whole year of it, man, it was a rough year. Yeah. That was a challenging year. And it's not like that just by the flip of a calendar going from December 31st to January 1st, that it immediately changes everything, sure. right? Those same difficult circumstances are there. Real problems, mm -hmm. right? Real problems, real struggles that people are going through. Not, you know, we got a small conflict at work or, right. or whatever, but I mean, you know, real struggles, trying to figure out, man, how am I gonna survive this? Yeah. The statement that you made, the, the key, uh, you know, to you know, navigating through our problems is to have something bigger that we focus on that's bigger sure. set of problems. That holds true regardless of what you're facing, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it's not It's not just the small stuff. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it's for the major life-changing, earth-shattering, life-altering uh, problems that, that wreck us to our core. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I love when you talked about I don't remember where, where the scripture is, but just not focusing on the seen, uh, but focusing on the unseen. Mm -hmm. um, so not the temporary, but the eternal. And yeah. This, I, I don't know that I, you quoted the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Um, I love that song. I was like, oh yeah, we should sing it right now. Um, <laughs> Go for it. I almost, interrupted, I almost interrupted your message. In Maybe we should stop right now. We'll just let Matt sing the song we'll for sing us. The whole no, we're good. Um, but that lyric, Turn Your Eyes on Jesus, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in light of his glory and grace. Mm -hmm. And um, and I can't remember if you said it Sunday or not, but it's something along the lines of it's one thing to say it. Yeah. And then it's another thing to actually try to live that out. And it's I think it comes down to really being intentional of I'm not just going to fix my eyes on this temporary stuff. Right. And I remember a message, and I can't remember who gave it, but I remember the visual. They had this rope that went for eternity. And they had a little section of it just taped off. Mm -hmm. And that represented our time here, you know. And then he just started pulling this rope. And it just kept going and going. And that, that's the eternity that we mm -hmm. get to live after this. And we get so caught on that little spot, that little thing that we're in the middle of right now. Because we're in the middle of it. And it makes sense. But to be able to be intentional about realizing there is eternity. And we yeah. believe that. So f fixing our eyes on the unseen. Yeah. Um, Love that verse. That's awesome. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that we're not going to have days where we focus on everything that we're seeing right now, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, big surprise again, we are human. Um, <laughs> and it, it, this thing is way easier said than done, you know? But when we have, when we have God, you know, walking this with us, it does there is that peace that comes with it that's mm -hmm. like okay i can do this i can do this i may have a bad day or i may have a bad moment but yeah. you know as long as i can shift my focus because sometimes i don't know sometimes the scene i think we need to see the scene sometimes just to kind of put things in perspective that yeah he's still with me you know mm -hmm. so focusing on the unseen is a uh 
is a statement that, you know, obviously is within Scripture. So you would expect, you know, at some point in time, a pastor, preacher, church to say, hey, don't just keep your eyes focused on what's down here. You know, think think about the eternal. You know, that's that's what we're living for, right? right. Great statement. But then that becomes the how. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that that okay, I get it. I should do that. I ain't got a clue how I'm supposed to do how I'm supposed to work my way around that. You gave us four action items, four steps mm-hmm. uh, that we could take to be able to do that. Um, which which for me is, you know, kinda great. <coughs> I, and now I've got something that I can actually walk out of here and I and I can do. The first one you said is pray. Most Christians would say, yeah, okay, pray. Blew my mind, man. <laughs> Where did that come How did you pull that out of Scripture? Um, but the idea of praying, that is, man, that's our, that's our communication tool, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you said some interesting things about, about prayer as well. You, you kind of, uh, you said, it's not just telling God things he already knows, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah. you focused on some other aspects of prayer too. Sure. What, what, what were some of those things that you wanted to share? So one thing I've, I've always said is that I'm never going to speak anything that hasn't applied to me first. Sure. And I know that I found myself, especially when it comes to prayer, just being really self-centered, <laughs> really just like God, this is what I need you to do for sure. me. Yeah. Um, but that's not prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, prayer is a conversation, obviously. Um, but so many times we make it a one-sided conversation. Right. And you know, David, when you look at in any of the Psalms, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a process that he goes through. Right. And it's comforting to know that David, that King David who was a man after God's own heart, had those thoughts where he was like, God, where are you? Like, mm-hmm. why have you left me? And he goes through these, and like I said, there are times where he was ready just to hurt people, <laughs> which is also comforting because there are times where I'm ready to do that. Yeah, what was the, uh, what was the illustration that you gave of how we wanted to pray with some fleas and a camel? Yeah, so um, <laughs> just asking God to send the fleas of a thousand camels to their armpits. That's it. That's right. <laughs> well, I don't know that I've ever prayed that exact prayer, I but I've prayed something similar. <laughs> I say, yeah. But it's comforting to know that a man after God's own heart, right. even though he may not have said that, like, <laughs> sin please, but he had those thoughts. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that he's worked through that process that mm-hmm. says, but God, I trust you. You know, at the end of the day, it's what you want. It's your God. And so I think... That has been comforting to me to know that prayer is a process. Yeah, it's okay to come to him and and to pitch a fit every once in a while. But, you know, as long as we're coming back at the end of it and like, but God, I trust you, you know. Um, So I think that's been, that's one of the things. It's just kind of even not letting ourselves and our pity parties and our me-centered stuff hijack our, that process with him not letting that hijack yep. our prayer time so yeah. so so prayer time it's okay for me to be completely honest yeah about yeah. what I, about how i'm feeling because guess what he already knows, he already knows. <laughs> yeah but at the same time it's also allowing uh it's also allowing god to change us yeah. and shape and mold our hearts mm-hmm. and sure. our mind and our focus having that set focus in there yeah that's good i like that you also talked about serving yeah why is serving so important because we're doing something that's not about us, or it shouldn't be about us. Shouldn't be Sometimes about us. Sometimes we do yeah. make it about yeah. us. But I, I think I, I'm trying to remember. I should know because I, I I preached this. <laughs> um, no, it was a couple days ago. Yeah, exactly. No, I I think a lot of times we get so caught up in coming to church to get, 
Mm -hmm. But when we finally have that opportunity to take what we've received and then pour it back out, uh, that shifts our focus again off of us and onto the things that matter, you know, whether that's coffee or greeting or security or worship, we're doing something to help create an atmosphere where people can come and experience what we've experienced. So I think when we serve, we're taking our focus off of us and putting it on where it belongs. So, you know, the whole overarching idea of, of your message is, you know, been this idea of taking a fresh approach, taking a fresh focus uh, or, uh, towards, towards life mm-hmm. uh, as we're going into this coming year. And as you have walked us through uh, Ecclesiastes with King Solomon and rolled us into uh, rolled us into Paul and taking some of those items of you know not focusing on the earthly but focus on the eternal and then you're giving us these action items a, a lot of it uh, appears to be this driving force of get the focus off of you mm-hmm. get the focus off of yourself and put the focus uh, onto others put the focus onto your relationship with Christ and allow that to shape yep. uh, the direction of your life yeah it's really good. Really good. You want to take the you want to take the next one? Yeah, I was just gonna say about serving. Like, oh yeah, and I'm sure y'all you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure y'all y'all have seen it too. I've noticed, it especially in student ministry, like just in being in church for so long, like the the kids and the students and and the adults that get plugged into serving. Mm-hmm. Um, it shifts their focus, and those are the students that are still connected, that are still plugged in, that are yeah. still serving yeah. Jesus. And I think, you know, just to tag on to that, when you shift your focus like that, that's when that fulfillment kicks in. For sure. Which is really what we're missing when we're, you know, everything is meaningless. It's, yeah. It doesn't feel like there's any meaning to it because you're just inside of yourself. So yeah. that's well, what I was going to say about serving. It's just... Just to, just to kind of highlight that, if I can. So I've got my 10-year-old daughter, Hope, mm-hmm. right? And uh, she... Um, she attends uh, children's ministry on Thursday nights, and she goes to the, goes to her group and goes to her class on Thursday nights. But then on Sunday mornings, she comes and she gets a chance to serve. Uh, in the first service, she'll serve in the two-year-old room, and in the second service, she'll serve in the nursery with the babies. And she absolutely loves it. I mean, like there's there's nothing that she looks forward to more in the course of a week than going and serving in those yeah. rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a couple of months ago now. Uh, we had some family that came into town. And uh, what we were going to do is that I, I, me and Danielle, we obviously had to be at church early that day. She was helping to lead worship, uh, and so I was, and I was working. So we were going to church early. Family wasn't going to come into the last service, so we just was like, "Hey, we'll just let the girls sleep in, and they yeah. can come to church with you." So we're telling Hope that night, uh, or Saturday night before we go to church the next day, and she breaks down crying. <laughs> I mean, like seriously, she is upset. She goes, "I understand what you're doing. Yeah. I, I understand why you would do that, but please don't." Don't take serving away from me. Yeah. Um, it it means that much to her because she has found this purpose. She mm-hmm. has found this this connection there at ten years old. Yeah. Of she when she's not there one week, she misses the kids that are in that two year old room. She sure. misses those babies. She misses the people that she serves with, and she feels like she is able to give something back during that. So she's found a connection point through serving. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's huge. So, anyways, can I tell them about the third one now? <laughs> hey the third one was uh give right yes it yeah. was. <laughs> and i mean you highlighted uh, the church is obviously crushing this especially from just being radically generous yeah um and what we're able to do you know in the walls but really out in our community um but i guess really uh, kind of the same question but like what is it about giving that really is that brings that fulfillment 
Yeah, so I, th- I think there's this misconception when it comes to giving that it's only your finances that right. we give. Um, and so finding ways to be generous with our giving of not just finances, but pretty much everything God's blessed us with is for a reason. <laughs> I believe that he blesses us with things and stuff and abilities to bless others and to yeah. again to turn that back in and, and somehow find a way to serve them so i think it's just finding a way to looking for ways to give looking ways for to be generous not just at church but everywhere you go you know your neighbors um it all goes back to the bless strategy finding ways to bless your neighbors um but yeah i just think we just have this misconception that giving is only financial and it is and we and we appreciate that and we are called to give financially, but I believe we're also called to give with everything he's blessed us with. So, Agreed. I don't know if that answers your question. But. I think it did. Okay, cool. Well, I think, I mean, it comes back <laughs> to the same idea of yeah. it's getting it off of you again. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, that's really what, that's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, and for some people, that, the idea of giving, just like everything else, you know, for some, for some people, they are, uh, more inclined, they probably feel more comfortable praying, you know, and other people it's a little bit of a struggle and they got to work at it and they got to learn how to do it, that kind of thing. Same thing with serving, right? Mm-hmm. Some people they just want to jump in there and serve. Other people it's like, eh, it takes a, takes a little moment for them to for them to find the right spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think giving's the same way. Some mm-hmm. people are just naturally uh, gifted to give and be generous, and other people we got to work at it. You know, it's something that's a discipline sure. that we've got to learn. And so just because it may not be something that comes naturally to you doesn't mean it's not something that you can't grow in and become, and you know, set small goals, take small steps yep. to become, uh, you know, become a, a better giver, become more generous, sure. whether it's with your finances or time or resources or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with giving also comes a, a, an, an element of trust that comes with that because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're, we, I think, fail to give because well, that means that I don't have it. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, financially, yes, financially speaking, but I think there's a trust level there too. Is like, if I step out here <laughs> and try to give of my time or my resources or anything like that, then I've got to trust that God's going to replenish that right. too. And I think that that kind of keeps us from doing that sometimes too. Absolutely. So, but getting over those hurdles, getting over those roadblocks. And, you know, it, you know, we mentioned it back in the financial series too that, you know, giving of your finances is one area mm-hmm. that God says, test me on, you know, yeah. test me and see if I don't come through for you. Test me and see if I'm not faithful yeah, for sure. in that. So yeah. Last thing that you gave out there for us to kind of take our focus off of what's here and put it on, uh, put it on heaven is sharing Jesus. Yeah. Um, which once again, one of those statements, eh, yeah, I probably would expect uh, somebody in a church to say that, you know, to share Jesus. But it's also probably one of the more intimidating things oh, for yeah. any believer in Christ Absolutely. to hear is that, hey, I know, yes, I should have this responsibility um, and this desire to be able to share Jesus. And I do, but I don't always know how. Yeah. You mentioned blessed just a minute ago, and that's a strategy that we've really uh, latched on to sure. here at Upward. Why don't you walk us through bless real quick? Uh, okay, you're going to put me on the spot now. I am. <laughs> All right, so bless is you begin with prayer. That's the B. The B, the L stands for listen. Mm-hmm. So you get to a point where you're able to listen to your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Is it B-L-E, right? Yeah. E. So E is you the one spell. that we all like to do. <laughs> we all like to eat. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're working towards getting together and sharing a meal, breaking bread with each other. Um, and then there are two S's. So you are going to... F- work towards serving mm-hmm. your neighbors um, somehow maybe they're out of town you cut the grass you know 
um, take care of their dog, whatever it is. Somebody can come take care of my dog if they want to, but, um, and then- <laughs> Anytime, uh, it doesn't really matter. Even if I'm not out right. of town, That's right. take care of the dog. That's right. Um, and then that last S is you're, you're working towards being able to share your story. Um, it's not a checklist where you're like, okay, I've eaten with them, I've, I've, <laughs> I've prayed for them, now I'm gonna share Jesus. The whole point is just building a relationship, yep. getting them comfortable enough to where you can share what God's done for you. And, um, and just share the hope that that he brings. So. You earn the right to be able to be yeah. to be able to be somebody that can speak into somebody's life. Yes, yeah. um, and that's what I love about that blessed strategy is that it's not, um, you know, it, there, there's no okay. If they say this, then I'll say this or right. anything like that. It really is just about hey, I'm, I'm developing a relationship with you because I care about you, and as I earn that right to be able to sure. insert my faith into that conversation, then I will. Yeah, that's very good. And awesome. I loved when you, you said when that person that you've invested in yeah. and you shared your faith with, when they make that decision, I mean, literally everything else in the world is meaningless. And you go, oh, it is meaningless. And that's <laughs> why it felt like yeah. that. Because this is what I'm supposed to be Absolutely. focused on. And that was kind of the gut punch for me of like, yeah, there it is. Yeah. That's awesome. That's huge. I think it's a great word for us to start off this year with. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for your work and your diligence in communicating that yeah. to us uh, this past weekend. Anything that didn't make it into the message or anything that you've thought about since then that you'd like to add on or share as a part of you know, shifting our focus? I don't think so. Okay. I think everything made it in there. Okay. At least everything that needed to. Everything that needed there. to. There yeah. you go. All right. So, well, good job, sir. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for hanging in there with us this week. And uh, we look forward to seeing all that God does this year and uh, looking forward to this weekend's upcoming message. And if you're uh, watching this and you come up, come in person, don't forget that we do have a, a new service times this upcoming weekend. We are adding a third service on Sunday morning. So that's four services over the course of the weekend, Thursday nights at seven, and then Sunday at nine and 10.30 and, I'm sorry, nope, nine, 10.15 and 11.30. Yeah. Like Got that, strike that out there. And then <laughs> online, if you're watching online, we'll be streaming the nine o'clock and the 10.15 there for you as well. Yep. All right. So with that being said, anything else you want to throw in there, Matt? I love you. Oh, such a sweet guy. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, as you can see, it's off the rails. So uh, we'll He's see you later, guys. Thanks a lot. Listening.